What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a maniac, you get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash mania. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp.com. That's H-E-L-P.com slash mania. This podcast is also brought to you by Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. That's where we interviewed Leroy in the Madhouse. More on that in a second. But you didn't come for me. You came for D. So on the line right now, he's the monkey to my fieldy. He's got a machine head, too. Mr. Derek Kaczynski. What's up, dude? Yeah, baby. Man, I've been loving those throwback songs and uh, throwback uh Bands, gosh, dude, corn. Then they played corn later on. They gave Nelson and Bear corn. Ah, gosh, well, that I'm was jealous, a corn man. reference. I said, "You're the monkey to my oh. fieldy." Monkey and fieldy are members of the band Corn. Then I threw the Bush reference in Machine Head because both bands were featured. Yep. I was told to drop those in there. Shouts to Tracy uh, for saying that I should do that. So, um, yeah, dude, the music, they've been killing it. And look, we always used to joke about how MTV doesn't play music anymore. They do. You just got to find it. It's in the middle of the challenge episodes. You just got to find it. And, uh, D, we've had an exciting week over at Challenge Mania. I know it's been a tough week for some. Uh, if you're Jordan, if you're Bear, even if you're Kayla, maybe. Been a tough week, but it's been a great week for us breaking down the challenge. We had Anissa on the podcast last week. We were joined in the Madhouse by Leroy Garrett, guys. That's right. We've been trying to get him on the podcast ever since War of the World 2. Full disclosure, didn't really want to do any interviews, you know, didn't even want to do this season of the challenge, Total Madness, but we found out why he's not on this season, and we broke down this week's episode with him, and couldn't have a more perfect guest to break down a double elimination, a double pole wrestle. He's one of the kings of the pole wrestle, D, and he also knows Johnny and Wes very well, got to break down that new alliance with him, so patreon.com slash challenge mania is where you can hear our exclusive interview with Leroy Garrett. Yeah, it's like equivalent to a, you know, like Ladanian Tomlinson coming in and talking football with you for, uh, you know, for, for, for a full podcast. You know, a guy that's been through it all, can, has all the stories with the, with the contenders and the athletes and the competitors. Um, and for me, you know, for someone I, like, I haven't actually, you know, and luckily me and him haven't had to do an object wrestle or a pole wrestle or a ring wrestle because I do think that this is one of the best to ever do it. We get into it. We talk about him taking out Johnny, taking out Wes, uh, and talking about some of his other hardcore eliminations and, uh, talking about, you know, this season's cast and, uh, you know, the relationships he has. And it was just a, a, a pleasure, uh, to be able to have broken down that last episode with him. So yeah, man, uh, Great and week. We, we week. have a great week. We're going to keep it going today because we have a great guest, Big T, uh, coming with us first time on the podcast. We're going to get to her in a second, but everybody's always wondering, what's the Madhouse all about? Is it another challenge mania? What's it like? And look, what's cool about the Madhouse is Derek and I go live with a guest most weeks, and we break down that week's episode of Total Madness. We dive into that episode. Of course, we're always picking the brain of the guest and asking them questions about themselves as well, but it's really a way to sink our teeth 
teeth into that 90 minute challenge episode with our guests. And full disclosure, Leroy wasn't ready for a full on challenge mania interview based on Leroy Garrett. You know, he didn't want to go there with a fine tooth comb and go through War of the Worlds 2, but he was willing to come into the madhouse and break down last week's episode of Total Madness. And spoiler alert, we got a little bit of War of the Worlds stuff out of him too. So what we want to do is give you a sneak peek of what we do over in the madhouse. So right now you're going to hear a little chunk, a little 10 minute chunk or so of our interview with Leroy. That's right, D. I cut a little bit off the top, and we're going to play that for you guys now because we got a new month coming up. June 1st is coming up. No better time to sign up for Challenge Mania than on the first of the month. And we want to let you guys know that if you want to ride out the rest of the wave here for Total Madness with us every week, it's a great way to enjoy the podcast and enjoy the show at the same time. We take questions from you every week. We have a new guest every week, most weeks at least. And uh, it's a really cool way to support the podcast and get some bonus content, if you will, as well. If this isn't enough of a sample for you, email me, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. I'll send you an older episode as well so you can check it out uh, Really appreciate you guys. And remember, this is only if you have the means. We understand everyone's going through tough times, especially during the pandemic. So again, even if you're just going through some tough times, you need an extra podcast to listen to while you're going on a run, email me, challengemaniapodcast at gmail.com. I'll break you off the Durrell episode or something like that. So uh, without further ado, D, here we go. We're going to get to a clip of last week's Madhouse with Leroy Garrett, a.k.a. Roy Lee, the barber. I never count Jordan out of anything. Um, Jordan is a tremendous athlete, like good at everything. So uh, watching him go in there, I'm like, man, this dude, the dude, Fessy is a pretty big guy, you know. And, you know, Jordan got one hand, but I, I don't seen Jordan do everything. So I really didn't doubt him at all, to be honest. Yo, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, at some point, I almost feel like that hand that no hand or whatever I, the you know the the half hand was almost has almost like a superpower man like i almost think that there's something and i've only played one time with him you've had him as i think a teammate yeah um you know you've seen him do this shit in real life i've only seen him do it in person i saw him do it on the dirty 30 then i saw him in the eliminations last season which was you need two fucking hands you know to do what he did last season crazy. yeah what's crazy last season i remember it was uh me jordan and zach and um josh we were having like a, a argument in one of the scenes and i was telling because i know the only way that i'm going to be jordan in an elimination round if it's something physical. So we were arguing that. Uh, uh, it was actually, I think it was, they had, they had put it on the Instagram page or whatever. And I told Jordan, like, it would have to, it has to be something physical. But if not, I wouldn't be able to do nothing with him. You know, I'm not really big on puzzles or whatever. And that's about the only thing that somebody could really take him out at. Watching the episode, uh, I felt kind of bad. Cause I'm like, damn, you know, this, like, that's just a shitty deal for him. But he's won so many times and it's just like, he he doesn't want nobody to feel sorry for him. You know, it's part of the game. He's like, man, I'm going to go in there and do it. Then even with the uh, dislocated shoulder, to see him still uh, try to perform was amazing. Yeah, but Lira, we, the, the scene that you're talking about, I think I just saw one of the pages do like a happy birthday, Leroy, and they had like seven year clips. And one of them was you flipping shit on like all three of these dudes. That's Josh, what, that's what it was, yeah. West. 
uh, Jordan, like face to face with him, I'll beat your ass in a physical elimination. And, and, you know, and and that's kind of similar, the similar attitude that we saw, like out of Fessy tonight, big dude fucking looks like the undertaker. Yeah. Uh, Oh, monster. It's threatening, threatening, you know, one thing, the one thing that, and the one thing I can say with the episode is that West pretty much stuck to his guns. It was like, listen, I don't care if the dude got one hand or not. You're an asshole and you, uh, and you're going in. And Jordan, uh, for, I think Jordan's really misunderstood probably by like the fans for people like, uh, everyone else now that know him. Jordan definitely is an asshole, but, um, that's just, that's just who he is. He's, you know, he has a good side to him too. That's just, that's just how it goes. And then for some people, it just rubs the wrong way. So, you know, him and West just happen to be on opposite ends. But, um, yeah, I got a lot of respect for him, man. I love Jordan. Uh, we're definitely one of my favorite competitors to watch also. You know, yeah. there's no way that they could have known this. They were going to go into double elimination regardless, but kind of worked out that we got a two for one. Cause as you mentioned, Derek, neither of these lived up to Derek versus Joss or Derek versus West. These weren't the classic pole wrestles we're going to be watching down the line. Of course, Jordan gets overpowered. Yeah. He gets the, the injury there. And then Nelson sort of in very non cinematic fashion, just kind of dismantles bear, just kind of shuffles it away from him under, you know, on the ground, you know, really just kind of like the least highlight worthy pole wrestle you can ever have in it when it comes to these matchups um Leroy I gotta ask you what do you consider to be your most physical elimination that you were a part of my most physical well I've done pole wrestle twice so the crazy part is the two guys that end up being in the tribunal which is Wes and Bananas is the two guys I actually did my pole wrestling against let's go Yep. Let's go. Talk about those. Walk us through those for people who haven't seen them recently or don't remember what happened. Who won? How long were the battles? Walk us through those two. Yeah, my my first uh, my first ever elimination was against West. That was on Bally X's, the first one, Battle of the X's, uh, because my first season rivals, I didn't end up. Have, I went. I didn't have to go to elimination round. Me and my uh, partner, we made it to the final. So I remember as we we're walking into, they called it the dome. And I'm, and I'm talking to Wes, you know, we know we're going against each other. And he just looked me in the face and said, listen, I want you to know that I'm, uh, I think at the time he was like 16 and two in elimination rounds. He only lost like two eliminations. So he was like, I just want to let you know that I don't lose. And I never, I've never done no X battle before, but I'm, you know, I'm a pretty strong guy. So in my mind, I'm like, it's, it's going to be a dog fight. And, uh, it was, I, ended up, I got a scar on my face from, uh, from that fight with Wes or whatever. And back then, uh, Wes was Jack, bro. You know, he's not how he is now to where he's, you know, he's he's another version of a dad bot right now. But uh at that point he considered himself like a Greek guy and West is a really good competitor, also I have a lot of respect for him. And it was tough, man. It was tough. And I but I beat him. Uh, I shut him out, he didn't get none of him. He didn't he didn't uh get the pole at all. Wow, real quick, before you get to banana, so you beat Wes and Pole Wrestle, Pole Wrestle, uh, uh, Wes beat, uh, Derek and Pole Wrestle, so by transitive property, I think we can assume that if you and Derek were to battle in Pole Wrestle, you might have the edge, just saying, okay, just want to jab that one in there, now you can go on. <laughs> you know what, man, I honestly, now that I'm older, you know, the, the younger me was all about, you know, physical elimination rounds. And I wish back in the day I would have took doing puzzles more serious and, and uh, using using my head to, to think. It was more so I'm like, I'm just like a grunt work type dude. Put my hands on somebody. And 
that's what put me in the position I am today with like never winning because I never really like uh, trained the muscle of my brain of to, to try to learn new things. So anytime that you've ever seen me in an elimination round, it's always been physical. I've never been given a puzzle up until last season, which is in the final where it's like, all right, it's a puzzle to make it to the, to the, the next part of the final. But these days, man, I don't want to do anything physical. So I don't even want to see you, Derek. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, man. It, it's, uh, it's weird it's weird even like thinking about because you know a big part of me is like oh i want that fessy i want that fessy on my on my fucking belt you know i want that fessy you know you know what uh watching it meets too uh, uh, clearly watching it as a competitor you think how you would size up against somebody and uh and in all honesty i don't think that there's nobody that could beat me in it yeah I, I really don't. That's just, and that's just me. That's not me being cocky. I just feel like I'm, but now, I mean, we're talking, I haven't done it in years. I wouldn't want to. You could really get hurt doing it, Derek. You got hurt. Here, here, now we're, now we're going to the flip side, right? Like a big yeah. part of me is like, Ooh, yeah. I want that. I want that. That's fun. That yeah. looks fun to me, you know? And the yeah. more I like stay in shape and the more I watch it, I'm like, yeah, dude. But then the other side is just like, good God. Yeah. It's a See, lot. Man. It, yeah. It, a whole lot and now like you said somebody just i just had a birthday like three days ago i just turned 35 and i'm just i don't want to do it (laughs) it's like it's like and it's like uh, you know the you know i i've injured myself too many times playing too many you know stupid games flag football you know basketball whatever dude it's all like the older you get you're so much more susceptible to injury on like anything so you know when that put one part of me is like oh i'd fucking love to do a little you know you know do do the thing with you know do the dance with fessy yeah. uh you know it's like it, the the inevitable is you're gonna get hurt you know yep. and we've seen it we've seen it you know with the younger guys bro yep. with the younger guys For even sure. even hunter even yeah. hunter well, going against you that, that actually that right there actually was my most physical elimination round I would say that hurt me the most like when I did that elimination round after the first round I didn't want to go back out there I promise you that's how hard he hit me like you got to think of people and and you know what Derek I've never even watched the episode I couldn't even I couldn't even watch it to know that they would put me in it or do something like that because I really didn't think nothing of it at first about running through a paper you got to think I'm 6'1 195 hunters I don't know five Five ten. Five ten. Five is he? He's a fucking five ten bowling ball, bro. No, At not, that point. He's not five ten, but anyways, he he's a he's a big dude. And um running running blindside and not even being to see him through a piece of through a piece of paper through a wall, it was just like uh You think he's taller? You think he's taller? Shorter than that. D- this mother- listen, because bananas is like five ten and, and uh Hunter isn't taller than bananas. He's yep, probably yep. It's probably five nine. Yeah, but Leroy, but before, before, but when we were going on that plane, going on to the dirty thirty, uh, before fucking they they stopped CT from going through customs, and yeah. I and I sized up fucking Hunter, bro. This motherfucker looked like a solid human bowling ball. Yeah, he looked like a, he he looked like what you like a cannonball that you'd put in a like a cartoon cannon. And yeah. he's just like the he's just like round, solid, quick, fast, he's quick. He's quick. fast. Yeah. Yes. You know, it could probably he's a D one athlete, man. Yes. 
Yes, so, yes. All, all that comes, and same with Fessy, D1 athlete. So, I mean, who knows? Dude will probably put my face in the sand, too. <laughs> he might do me how he did Jordan. What uh, what happened in the elimination with uh, you and Johnny, Leroy? So that was uh, that was a really good season. That was one of my uh, favorite seasons. That was Bell the X's 2, and uh, that's when Sarah had voted Johnny in against me. We ended up having to go against each other. And uh, Johnny's strategy was this. Whenever, before we started, Johnny was leaning on me. And I, I didn't understand why, like, before we were going, because I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to pull. So his his strategy was when I pull, he's going to roll with me. You feel what I'm saying? To make it easier. And he had already done a pole wrestle earlier in that season. And uh, if you let Johnny tell it, he was hurt, which I'm, I'm sure he was. But he was like, man, I had you. I, I smoked him, bro. He never wants to give me my credit. My, my my best friend never wants to give me the credit on my That's way. bullshit. That's a, bullshit. Were you guys That's super bullshit. close already at that point? Because I, I forget what, like yeah. how quickly you guys yeah. became best friends. I've been close since uh, – Right after my, right after filming my first season, we became cool. I was with Kenny and, and Evan and all of them, all those guys. So I was cool with Johnny since then. And then I will always go out to Cali and train with him before every season of the challenge. So man, so I'm closest to him out of anybody. Because I was going to ask, like, we, we almost saw Corey and Nelson go at it. Of course, Bear goes in anyway instead, so we don't yeah. get to see it. But I was wondering, because, like, the last time we saw Nelson and Corey, they were kicking flaming soccer balls, wasn't very physical. You didn't really get yeah. to see him go at it. And I'm wondering, when you're having an elimination like this, is it different going against someone like who's your best friend than someone that, you know, you know from the show, you're friendly, this and that, but they're not yeah. your best friend? Do you go at maybe 80% or are you still going 100 not absolutely sucks but once you find out who you're going up against it's like you're not johnny's not going to share that money with me if he wins so it's like bro you, i'm gonna do him the same way i do anybody else you know like and i'm, I'm never going into a elimination round wanting to hurt somebody but i'm gonna use different type of tactics i can't strategy to, to get it out get the pole away from you so for me it was a good moment because uh Johnny, you know, is one of my good friends, and he's someone who I look up to in the game, just in life, you know what I mean? Like, he gives me a lot of good advice. We're, we're really solid. So to be able to beat somebody who's always won was just like, damn, man, you beat Johnny Bananas. Feel like you've watched all the things? Find even more to love with Xfinity X1, the ultimate entertainment experience. Catch live sports. They're back, along with more scores and more. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, the best sports entertainment experience. Plus, find all your streaming apps and more in one place with the award-winning voice remote. X1 makes entertainment simple, easy, awesome. To learn more, go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Get ready to watch more of what you love with Xfinity X1, like live sports and more with the Xfinity Sports Zone. Looking for more streaming apps? They're all in one place. Xfinity X1 is the ultimate entertainment experience. Click, call, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. You know what I mean? So that to me was like a, a highlight for myself back then. I mean, it sucked that it had to be him. But who better to beat than, you know, someone who's won the most challenges out of anybody?
All right, there he is, D, breaking down the pole wrestle like few guys can. I mean, maybe you, maybe Wes, but maybe Jordan. But Leroy has been out there, as he mentioned, with some of the best of them in what I think is the most famous and most well-known challenge elimination pole wrestle. I know you're known for it as well, but really cool to hear him break down the ones that we saw last week and also the ones that he was involved involved in with, coincidentally, the two biggest names on this season, Wes and Johnny. Yeah, and... You know, I, I always say, and I, I don't know if I said, no, I always think that these types of eliminations are, you know, the face of the challenge, despite what, you know, pe- you know, despite the people that tune in for the drama or the hookups, like I still, you know, the, you know, verbal altercations, like I still think that this is, you know, the co- a competition and this is sort of where, you know, you know, where, where we see, you know, some of the most gut wrenching scenes and it's, it's do or die. And, you know, the fact that, you know, we got a guy on this week that's, that's been through those situations. Um, you know, it was, uh, like I said before, man, it was, it was a cool experience. Yeah. Speaking of gut wrenching was also pretty tough seeing big T go down with that toe injury. Um, what was the thing? Large cotton pads, large cotton pads. Oh my God. Uh, we'll talk about that with big T her first time on the podcast today. Really excited to talk to her. Um, if you enjoy her on the show, please let her know. You can find her on Twitter at the OG big underscore T. That's right. She's only done two seasons. She's already an OG, uh, but she already is a fan favorite and let her hear it. I know she'll love to hear from you guys, the challenge maniacs at the OG big T big underscore T I should say on Twitter. I'm at shot of Jaeger on Twitter. He's at Derek MTV on all platforms. If you want to hit us up on Instagram, I'm at Scott of Jaeger over there. Facebook.com is where it's at guys. Facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast. We're constantly announcing guests over there. We're taking questions over there. We're doing giveaways. We also do giveaways almost every single week over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. So we really appreciate you guys. We aired the Leroy clip, so we're not going to shout out any patrons this week. We will save those for next week because we want to get to big T. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review everywhere you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Google Play. We appreciate you everywhere that you get your podcasts. Just give us a five-star review if you do not mind. And email me if you want to try more of the Madhouse. Happy to give you the Mark Long episode, the the Kellyanne episode, one of the older episodes, because we want you to see and hear what it's all about so you can decide whether you want to join the pod squad for the rest of the season of Total Madness with us and beyond. We're going to have even more fun stuff after that, including the Challenge Mania Hall of Fame, the second class of the challenge mania hall of fame will be coming up right after total madness all right d you got anything else before we get to big t no let's go you didn't come for me you came for big t you didn't come for me you came for t Gentlemen, for the first time on Challenge Mania, you guys know her as Tula Fazakerly. Just kidding. You guys know her as Big T because she has a name that's almost as hard to say as Johnny Bananas, but she's got a nickname that is just as well known as the Challenge World as his. Big T, how are you? Welcome to the show. What a wonderful uh, introduction. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this for nearly spoke a few months ago. Now is the time. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 funny because I think Johnny actually labeled you Big Toe, but I was like, I, I'm not, I don't, I can't call her Big Toe. I don't know if I feel right about calling her Big T yet. And I really like the name Tula, and I really just want to know where that came from. Who came up with that name? It's so original, and I I love it. Thank you. That comes from like the Zimbabwean side of my family. Tula is a, a Gaza name, it actually means the quiet one. Uh, so. <laughs> 
I think, you know, I might have been uh, named a little bit wrongly in that regard, but thank you. I do love the name Tula as well. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what did you say? It, the, the family, how did you say, how did you explain that? So Tula is an indebele in Goza, in South African language, Goza. Tula means shh, like quiet, like the quiet one. I think Gorza uh, was the word that, that uh, Derek didn't yeah. know. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I but, didn't know it either. Yeah. You, look, you're going to have to be very, like, slow and detailed with us here because that's, you know, South Africa. Like, dude, that's, that, you know, I've, I, we've, I've done a challenge in South Africa. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know much about the, but are you from, originally from South Africa? I like, have so my father was from Malawi and my mother was like South African Zimbabwean. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So like South Africa, I, like I'm going to fuck this up. I know. And I'm already starting to sweat. So I don't fuck this up. But when you say South Africa, like South that's in Africa, a country in the South- continent of Africa. Absolutely. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. In the southern point of Africa. I'll take basic geography for 400, Alex. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just take the dunce cap. But, uh, but you were oh. born and raised in the UK, correct? I was born in Malawi, uh, but I was raised in London town and haven't left. Got it. And so, and ah. you, so you were born there. And when did you move to, uh, to London town, as you uh, call it? I feel like you <laughs> so that's had, a cu- you, you and Lily Allen can call it London Town. It sounds so cool. If I call it that, it sounds so hold, stupid. Hold on. Is that Lily Allen from the Kanye West song? Cause that's the only one, only London Town I've ever heard. That's, that's not Lily Allen. That's someone else. That's, uh, that's, you're talking about American Boy? Yes. Yes. American. That's Estelle, I think Boy, her name yeah. is, right? Or something Estelle, like that? Estelle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just touched down in London Town. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. That, that, yes. that's the reference in yeah. that song. And, <laughs> and, 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 and to go back to basic geography, so I'm from Chicago and Kanye West is from Chicago and the oh. United States. So it all comes so, full circle. Yes. Um, yes. but when did you move and, to and, London and, Town? Cause you have the accent. Um, so I moved to London when I was four years old and can you believe it? I couldn't speak a single word of English. Oh wow. Yeah. So I like, you know, was thrown into all English school, um, all English speaking school. And so I kind of just learned from repeating things and, you know, someone would be like, hi, my name's Amanda. So I'd be like, hi, my name's Amanda. And they're like, no, I'm Amanda. And they're like, I would just like copy what like my classmates were saying. And, and then somehow, yeah. I, and my, the accent comes from my dad because he has the same accent as me. Um, so how do you go? So you, you grow up in, in the UK, as you said, you're named after, um, being quiet, but clearly, um, uh, as you know, reality TV producers don't love casting people who are quiet. So somewhere along the way, you figured out that you weren't quiet. Um, walk us through your original <laughs> casting story for how you became a reality star over there, what your first show was and tell us that whole story because we haven't had someone on in a while where we got a good old fashioned casting story and of course now that so many of you are coming from the uk it's not the typical story that we have out here so so tell us um what your first show was what made you decide to try out for it and just kind of catch us up give us a crash course on the big t person tv personality 
Well, you know, I did a casting for a show in the UK, which I, which I may not mention, but, and I, and I was rejected, you know, firstly, the casting directors, you know, messaged me, they're like, we absolutely adore you, what are you doing next week? And I was like, nothing, like pack. And so I was just like, oh Lord, I'm going on this show. Didn't hear back from them, was very disappointed. Then a month later, my friend said to me, have you heard of this show called Shipwrecked? Now Shipwrecked was a show that was on like about seven or eight years ago when I was growing up on a channel called T4, which unfortunately it isn't around anymore and so I was so excited I was like wow you know shipwrecked are having these auditions let me just do this audition tape and send in you know just a little bit of information about myself and see what they've got to say I sent in my information I didn't hear from them for a while and then I got invited to, you know to meet these casting directors in person and I just you know shipwrecked is a survival show especially back in the day it's about you know it's a battle of two islands. It's like, it's a kind of popularity contest. You're there for months. You have to make your own food. You have to like build your own huts. I turned up at this audition with pink heels on, a pink suit, pink handbag, <laughs> and like, you know, pink and fluffy hair. And, you know, and I was thinking, gosh, they must really think that I'm auditioning for the wrong, for the wrong show. Um, and then, you know, waited, you know, did all of that. Um, you know, met some of the other people, of course, who I was interviewing with for the casting. And then a few weeks later, they said to me, we'd love to have you on our show. And my heart just literally just burst. I was so nervous. I was so excited because then I was like, wow, I've auditioned to do this thing. Now I've actually signed up to be a survivor, survivor on a desert island. And this stage of my life, I was not your survival type of girl, you could say, putting it mildly. Now, does the show normally cast people who are well-equipped to live on an island, or do they want people like yourself who are showing up with the Louis Vuitton handbag and, you know, the pink wardrobe and stuff because they want you to be a fish out of water and get there and not know how to make fire and stuff? Which way do they go? Is it a little bit of both, or how do they cast? They definitely didn't cast anybody else with my credentials. That's I think they... They knew what they were. So you were yeah, like the one person out there who they were like, really? You don't know how to cook a fish with your bare hands? Come on, see. Yeah, exactly. That's how it was. God, I just remember my first night, everyone's being shocked at me. They were like, what? You never, you can't make a fire with your bare hands? I'm like, what? How did you do on the show? I... I, um, I ended up staying, so I ended up staying all the way to the end. Um, unfortunately, my team didn't win, um, but um, I like to jokingly blame Sean for that. <laughs> and that's Sean Lineker, who was also on the challenge, right? Yeah, yeah, because I met him on Shipwrecked, um, and he changed to go from my island to the other island, which gave them advantage uh, numbers-wise, and then they won. Wow. So oh. you must have been like, when he went home first minute of War of the Worlds 2, you were like, karma, huh, Sean? <laughs> oh, gosh, no, because I wanted Sean to stay. <laughs> yo, yo, that's crazy because so clearly the challenge gods have, uh, you know, done their research with this show, and people can sort of flip or, or, or jump from island to island or team to team. And we kind of saw that in the last War of the Worlds. Um, is yeah, it absolutely. Similar? Are they similar? How similar are these two shows so far from your experience? So Shipwrecked and, um, and The Challenge have a similarity, which is their political game. And it is 
is kind of like, you know, a popularity contest. And you kind of have to like show what input that you can provide and how you can make people's lives easier or what your skill sets are. You always have to um, consistently showcase that. The only difference between shipwrecks and and um, the cha- the challenge in that regard is that the challenge is much more cutthroat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, how do you? How are you able to jump ship on shipwrecked? Kind of like you know Jordan uh, and Tori did on that the the last season of the challenge. Is it the same way? You kind of go into elimination and then you and then you you, you kind of pick sides again. Absolutely. You know they say mm. and but. It's, it, it, with shipwrecked, you know, sometimes it was a bit, a tiny bit more uh, uncomfortable in some regards because it would be like, okay, so your island has to get rid of somebody. So we'd be like, okay, person A, we kind of want you to leave our island. And then the, you know, interviewer would be like, well, do you want to, are you going to leave or are you going to go to another island? Or we'd be like, we want you to stay on our island. And the person could either accept your invitation to stay on your island or they could reject you and go to another island. And yeah, there's a lot of switching going on. Like, yeah. Okay. So uh, are there elimination rounds? No, no, nobody gets eliminated. You just get invited to the islands. And so let's say, for instance, someone was like, please, can we stay? I want to stay in your island. My island can be like, no, no one likes you. So you have to go back home. (laughs) Wow. And then, and then you can, and then you can either choose to stay on that team or go to the other island or leave the game quit the game yeah yeah and so I'm, and you know a lot of people did quit the game wow because it's not nice to you know throw yourself on an island of people that you know you weren't invited what what's the money prize so the money prize was um between 12 people split between 12 people three thousand pounds so it's, it's a little different to the million three thousand pounds split between 12 people which as we know uh equates to somewhere along the lines of around 300 pounds per person something like that no 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 sorry i've got it wrong it was once the money was split up it was three thousand okay. so i think I was it was like 36 yeah, okay. yeah. i was to say 300 pounds you'd probably be better off <laughs> okay. like you know Working at a Chick Fil A, but but so wait, so 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 three thousand pounds times twelve is the total amount, and you get a twelfth of that. Um, yeah. So you got three thousand pounds. So three thousand pounds is a little bit more than three thousand um, dollars. Your guys' dollar a little bit stronger than ours. Um, so um, I think that that would probably be something like four thousand dollars or something like that over here. Maybe five thousand dollars, but five thousand dollars to win the whole show. Um, I think would be a little bit jarring for someone out here to understand um, with all the money that goes into <laughs> making these shows. And how much time start to finish do you spend on a season of Shipwrecked? Two months. If you're an original Fuck. Fan, so for yeah. two months, let's just call yeah, yeah. it $5,000 to be, to be safe. So, so two months of work and you won. <laughs> to be a civil you- savage. To be a civil savage. <laughs> to be a civil right? savage. To be a civil savage. T-shirt if you would have went around a beach with a metal detector collecting coins, <laughs> you might have an easier time finding $5,000 than two months 
of uh, savage beatdowns and team switching and whatnot. Um, is that like I, I have a question because I know we hear about how in the UK reality TV um, we just see the massive followings of like a bear and a Georgia and that reality TV because there's fewer shows um, people are legit celebrities out there and it's like a really you know big industry. Mm. Um, so I'm surprised to hear that like prize wise that's all you guys are getting. Um, is it a hard sell to get people to come and do a show for for that small amount of a prize? Uh, no, because that's actually quite standard uh, for the UK. Like we, the the paychecks are just not the same as like US production companies, especially within the reality TV uh, realm. Uh, so, like you know, a lot of people do shows for free as well. You know, they say they pay us some experience. So when you got told, <laughs> "Hey, come be on this other show," the prize is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a person, uh, essentially. Um, how quickly did you say yes? <laughs> I literally, I was like, I don't need to finish reading my contract. <laughs> I'm that. Sign me up. I yep. couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I, I, you know, I never thought I would ever be in a position where I could be in a situation where I did a show where the prize money was that huge. It was unheard of. You know, I went back and watched previous seasons of the challenge. And I couldn't believe that the prize money was always, you know, one million or you know, split it of five hundred. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't it, always that. No. Trust me. Back Listen, when they started, it was more like shipwrecked. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. And it wasn't as, you know, cutthroat. The eliminations weren't put a ball on fire and have two guys beat the shit out of each other for it. Um, (laughs) It was rarely even let two guys put a stick in their hands and beat the shit out of beat the shit out of each other for it. At the beginning uh, of the challenge, it was just just like shipwreck, basically. And it comes down to a vote. You know, oh, and wow. yeah, yeah. You're in season 35 where, yeah. you know, the stakes have gotten so high that, you know, now your favorite reality show, uh, the, the, that one show that people used to watch, uh, now this, you have to keep watching because now the stakes are so high that it's like, wow, Mike, the cool show that I used to watch is even more bonkers now. And they're bringing in people. <laughs> From shipwrecked, and you know we we have no idea what that is. Um, yeah. So it did start like that, and and let me tell you, I was one of those that was like, yeah, sign oh me up, gosh. sign <laughs> me up. I don't care what you're paying me. You want me to live on an RV for two months? Why isn't it four months? I thought it was four months. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're like, let's do it for the adventure. Yes, um, yes. Your uh, your season of Shipwrecked aired fairly recently, right? Like I'm looking at at blog posts about you, and it, it seems like it, it was within the last couple of years, correct? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. You know, last year was a like a just a whirlwind. You're asking me. It's the first time I've ever been on telly, um, and you know, Shipwrecked aired in February. Then I had the challenge airing like a few months. I mean, after Shipwrecked had just finished airing, you know straight away is kind of whisked away to the challenge. I couldn't believe it. So I got to know timeline wise, cause I'm fascinated by this and clearly, you know, for the past couple seasons, starting with, uh, not even with war of the worlds, but a couple before that, when they started bringing in the Kyle's of the world and the Melissa's and the Kaylee's, they've decided yes. obviously to start watching your guys's TV out there and pull from the UK. But if you're telling <laughs> me telly. your show, telly. 
you're the telly. If, if you are telling me your show <laughs> ju- had just aired, they must have, I mean, d- was your show even done airing by the time they called you for the challenge? What was the timeline for you film uh, Shipwrecked, it airs, and then all of a sudden you're getting a call saying they want you on a show in the States. Um, how much sense did that make to you at the time? I mean, I felt incredibly blessed because I know in this industry, you know, sometimes it is hard to get work again. And, you know, I was just so grateful that I was even on Shipwrecked. And suddenly... I'm getting a casting director from, you know, the USA contacting me two weeks or three weeks after my show just finished airing. I just couldn't believe it. And it was basically that they saw your show and that you stood out to them. I mean, obviously, Sean, as you mentioned, was on your season two and they pulled him. Um, but did you get the did you get the idea that it was that they wanted to pull a couple people from Shipwrecked and they chose you two or that you two stood out to them so much that they wanted you no matter what? Um, because I just I mean, yeah. to me, it's just mind boggling right after that aired. Uh, it really surprises me. And what the fuck did you do? For to stand out like that because I'm <laughs> when I first started this shit, I was a complete fucking buff. So, oh, I'm just wondering if you did anything crazy to for them to pick you. I was I so firstly um so I think they me and Sean stood out to them um and so because I didn't ask that many people from the show I think maybe they asked to audition one other person. Um, and so that was it. It wasn't like they auditioned like a huge amount of us. Um, and then I think maybe what made me stand out was that um, I might have gotten a few arguments, um, which I didn't actually start. But I think it's just I don't really like back down uh, in, in those situations. And, you know, I was just like my crazy self. And I think that's what stood out to them. Ah, so you got into like six arguments out of like the 10 that they showed on TV. <laughs> But also, I think also it, it was uh, one thing the casting you know director did say to me is that they enjoyed seeing my journey from like starting off as this like you know pr- girly prissy, not prissy, but you know like very girly, very um, somebody who wasn't qualified to be a survivalist on an island, and then completely embracing it in the end. And I was the one who was like, I'm going to make fire with my teeth, not just my bare hands. You know, I completely adapted to the situation. Nice. Uh, seems like you you must have had to like almost go out immediately and start filming the challenge once that had gotten done airing. But I'd imagine you were at least around for the majority of it airing and then a little bit after the fact. Did you begin to feel the fallout of like what it's like to be, you know, not just uh big T wig maker, but also uh now reality TV star in the UK, where, as I mentioned, it seems to be a different sort of thing out there where, you know, since reality TV, I think, has a bigger place in the lexicon but yet there's fewer shows than there are out here um people sort of get launched into stardom did you start to get recognized instantly was there a lot of you know uh praise for you backlash dealing with people online what was it like sort of becoming an entity out there yeah i mean you know i did get i did you know and sometimes still do get like recognized um one thing that makes me laugh about the whole recognizing point is you know, sometimes people will see me and then i'll start talking they're like i know that boy so like oh, hello it's me uh so like they get i get recognized my voice more um on my first episode i was trending on uk t- twitter uh because i was being trolled that much um because, oh yeah uh, and because you know i came on the island and i was like kind of complaining that they didn't put two bathrooms on there and i was just like but i was just playing around and like but it's just those things where like you've got to understand 
you know, one minute sometimes people can be trolling you and the next minute they can love you. You just have to let people get the give people the opportunity to get to know you. And I was lucky enough that people got the opportunity to get to know me. Wait, there is there one bathroom out there? You made it seem like yeah. there's a bathroom on the island? But it was just a hole in the loo. And I was oh, just okay. like, come on, at least make it male, female, like hole in the loo. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we, we did a show out here called, <laughs> called the island. And, yeah. uh, and there was, there was only, I think, one, one bathroom also. And, and oh. I think I'm pretty sure we complained. And it was like a little further away. And, and the first person that went in there, and he, Dan Walsh, the Danimal, you know, drops, <laughs> drops a deuce in there and just splatters all over the back <laughs> of the, of the toilet and it's like our first it's our first day there and we i was we were like what the fuck who how how did you do this you know and then not clean it up and then and this is day one and then after that he got so much uh so much like shit for it no pun intended like we were busting his balls for it you know and he started he started going down the beach, down the island, further down, and and pooping in in a man-made sand hole because that's how he went to the bathroom. He like <laughs> shot it. He didn't, like poop like a normal person. He like <laughs> exploded. I don't even know what to call it. I don't know that we need to call it anything. And he was embarrassed, and he was so embarrassed. Not that we bullied him, but clearly, like, there's, you know, 30 people on here. We all have to share this bathroom, and you're just, like, you know, full force. okay. Yeah, like, what are we supposed to? Yeah, exactly. What the hell are we supposed to do? Yeah, I, you know, I, I completely agree with you. It's and outrageous. I'm a, and I'm a dude. <laughs> so, so. So, so the funny thing is, is he like, he was so embarrassed that, you know, that was happening that he like make, created his own bathroom down the, you know, down, down the, down the, down the road there. The long drop of shame. Yeah. But, but, that, but then, you know, I didn't even think about this, but now what if we all take a walk down in that direction and one of us like happens to step in it. You know, I, anyway, okay. I think that's enough of my. Yeah, I think now, now that everyone listening to this over lunch has probably left us. Um, <laughs> I'd love to know, Big T, so you get asked to be on the challenge or told you're either, you're kind of on their radar, you might go on the show. You mentioned you had watched some old seasons of the show to get ready for it. Um, James wants to know what you watched and who you, who kind of stuck out to you. And I'd love to know, did you just kind of go Googling the challenge or did they suggest, Hey, check out this, check out that. What were the first sort of clips and episodes that you saw? I went Googling on the challenge and I Googled the challenge. And the first clip I remember was the Hunter Ashley situation. Ooh. And, you know, I saw this, you know, when Ashley decided not to split the money, I was just like, Oh my gosh, these people have like some big balls. Like, you know, here everyone, you know, obviously we don't have many in Panic Prize show, but I was just like, that's such a bold move. And then, you know, rewinded a bit of that, I saw like an argument between Kyle and Hunter and they were headbutting each other. I was like, hang on a sec, we don't do that on British TV either. You know, we don't headbutt each other, like, you know, a big argument is if someone just like, you know, swears, <laughs> swears Polly. at each other. It was Polly, it was Polly. <laughs> Polly, yes. It was uh-huh. Polly, yes. You know, and I was a bit like, blimey. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's well, we happened to see Kyle do that this episode uh, with uh, with somebody else. Who was it? Oh, Nelson. With so, Nelson, yeah. I, so is this something that happens in the UK that guys like headbutt each other or like I call it moose knuckling because it's like the two moose, <laughs> you know, they charge each other and then they like fight each other with their antlers and just push back and forth. And it, it seems to be like a legal move in the challenge at this point. Yeah, I think there's more of like a, I would say, in-house challenge um, situation. Not not a UK thing at all, no. <laughs> all right, everybody, more with the interview in just a moment. But I do have to tell you about a new sponsor we're working with called BetterHelp. Uh, we all have moments in our life when stuff's getting you down, stuff interferes with your happiness, preventing you from being maybe productive, achieving your goals, whether they be daily goals, weekly goals. Uh, sometimes it's hard to even want to get out of the house. And uh, BetterHelp, what they do is they provide online counseling. You get help on your own time at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist and you don't even have to leave your house. We've all suffered from stuff like this. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, sleeping issues, trauma. It's all stuff that is a part of life. And uh, anything you share with your counselor is absolutely confidential. That's a must you're not happy with your counselor for any reason you can request a new one at any time they have 3,000 u.s licensed therapists across all 50 states better help online counseling is there for you no matter what your issue is there's four communication modes text chat phone and video you can start communicating in under 24 hours it's affordable professional convenient secure and we're really proud to be working with better help because they are providing a fantastic service for anyone who needs it and as we know mental health is a really important issue that isn't talked about enough so we're happy to be talking about it here with you on challenge mania Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Challenge Mania listeners get 10% off with BetterHelp for your first month. All you got to do is use the discount code MANIA. Why not get started today? If you're having one of those days, go to betterhelp.com mania. Simply fill out a questionnaire and help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love. That's betterhelp.com mania. All right, back to the interview. So you had a rapport, I believe, with Sean, having been on the show with him. Um, but I don't know, timeline-wise, I don't know if the, the answer to this will be yes, but did you know anyone else from the UK reality scene that had done the challenge or was going to do that season of the challenge with you going into it, or did you really only know Sean? I only knew Sean. Um, I had watched Bear on TV uh, quite a lot, actually, because he's on so many of the major shows out here. Um and I knew that he was such a larger-than-life character. So I was just like, you know, they have throwing me in to, like, you know, some people who've been on TV for years and have had huge experience. So I found it a little intimidating going into it. So, yeah, but I only just did know Sean. Um, on the first season that you play on War of the Worlds Part 2, um, you were there for a, a little bit. I think I, I, I want to say, were, were you the first female eliminated i forget if it was first or second you were okay so you were the first female eliminated but the guys went first so you got to see them go you were there for the beginning and then you had a really tough elimination against georgia um looks like you could have beat a lot of people but you go up against georgia and a tough exit um were you worried that you didn't spend enough time out there to kind of you know make an impact that there just wouldn't be enough footage of you i mean uh to to tell them hey cast her again 
again. And how surprised and elated were you to get the call for this this season afterwards? Because I think a lot of people were really excited to see you back on the cast list. I think sometimes oh. people worry that if you go on the show and you get eliminated early, that, hey, we just got to keep casting people and move on. Um, so people mm-hmm. were delighted. Were you worried about that? And, uh, you know, how happy were you to see that it didn't really matter? I was absolutely worried about that. You know, being the first girl to leave, I was like, this is it. I've really ruined my chances in having these experiences again. You know, you know, at that stage, the adrenaline adventure girl in me had been like fully released. Um, and even though I hadn't won my elimination in Georgia, I, I saw a part of myself and in a strength of myself that I'd never seen again. I'd never seen before. And I was like, what a shame that I'm not going to be able to have this feeling or push myself to this level again and you know it's like saying goodbye to everyone as if you know never see them again and then when casting contacted me I could not believe it like I'm actually getting tingles thinking about it I was just like ah! I called Sean I was like Sean they want me back I can't believe this like I thought they'd completely forget about me and oh my god it was such an amazing amazing feeling even in a short amount of time, who did you form relationships with? Um, who did you bond with the most? Who was the first person you contacted after everyone else got home? Did you, were you able to form friendships even though you were only there for a, a week or so? I mean, I would have to say that like War of the, War of the Worlds 2 was a very different um, experience and environment to uh, Total Madness because I didn't actually form that many friendships. I felt as if people weren't um, that friendly. Um, but the friendships, the few friendships that I did form, I felt very grateful for. So, you know, Zahida, somebody who I contacted when I got home, really liked her. Faith, Ashley. Um, and, yeah, and also, of course, oh, gosh. Oh, dear. Sorry. Sometimes I just forget. The name's just off the top of my head. Ah, uh, clearly they made <laughs> an impact Esther, on you. Esther. Esther. Sorry. Oh, we interviewed Esther. She was awesome. We really liked her, too. Uh, she's very genuine. And, you know, I spent a lot of time with her in the house. And, you know, so those are the people who I, like, contacted the moment I got out of the house. Um, we have a question here I want to fit in from Meals TV. Meals wants to know, in between seasons, um, did you work out or prepare more coming into this second season of the challenge now that even briefly you got a taste of what it was all about and you know what type of physicality it takes to compete and especially to win in an elimination and in a, in a daily challenge and whatnot? How was your off-season regimen and how did that evolve from season to season? Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea. The way that I just prepared for this like season that's airing at the moment, Total Madness, I just, I just stay at the gym, just go to the gym every single day. My brother was in the army, so he's just like, you know, you've got to give yourself like two days rest. And I was just like, I'm not listening to that. I'm going every single day, six days a week. You know, sometimes, of course, I'd exhaust myself. But, you know, I get to the gym at 10 a.m. and leave at like 7 p.m. in the evening. That's not working out for, Every, you know all of those hours you know I'll do two hour class have you know um protein shake at the gym wait a bit rest by like doing like a slow walk da, da, da. so yeah my my <laughs> and also I turned my phone off so that I can only concentrate on training like I, I really really focused and then when I come back home I'd get up my notepad watch um previous seasons of the challenge and uh, plan my political game so <laughs> Wow, look at that. Yeah, I really was focused. Yeah, I, you know, I I can't believe you let her off the uh, bear stuff uh, so early, Scott. I'm sorry, I'm stuck back like from like five minutes ago. Um, 
because clearly we see what we see out of Bear. Um, and, and you know him from watching him on the show a few to, or on his shows a, mm-hmm. a few times. What kind of mm-hmm. ridiculous things was he doing or stood out in your mind, like uh, off of the challenge? Because we've seen him, uh, you know, light the fire extinguisher up on fire. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. We, we, we saw him pull out the fire extinguisher and light the house on fire. Um, yes. basically, you know, we've seen him do, you know, you know, push his limits with relationships. Um, you know, and we've seen him in, in eliminations, uh, both on, on a, you know, both kicking ass and both losing miserably. So what, 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 what have you seen out of this guy that us people in the U S haven't seen? Um, so is this before I went on the challenge or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I just knew that he was such a ladies man. I was like, Ah, oh, this is not the guy I'll be taking home to my parents. <laughs> not yeah, well, that it's Anthony, but well, I'm well because on top on top of that, on top of the ridiculous things that we've seen, like he does have the biggest following out of anybody who's been on the challenge. So, like, where yeah. does that like? Wh- what do you see? What have you seen that we don't see? Um, it's, it's like he's just such a much a larger than life character and he will just like wind people up and just I think Barry is like a complete comedian um, and I just think he just has this role of like I'm going to be the menace I'm going to be the jokester and I'm going to be the you know really difficult one um, so that's the bad that I've seen on TV but when I got to the airport on our way to Thailand it was a kind of a different bad it was a difficult menace boyish like humor but he was also such a sweetheart and i was just like oh you're actually very very nice yeah he's like he's like the guy that shows up at the party and like he, he gets invited to the party but then once he, he gets a couple beers in him at the party <laughs> like shit starts happening yeah and everyone wakes up the next day and be like what happened last night how did things get so out of control oh uh, yeah we know how bear came in he lit the fire and then there was a fucking big fire <laughs> Oh gosh, I love it. I see K lot of such troublemakers. So what did you, so what have you seen, uh, like, but have you seen any of the antics on, on television screens in, in the, in the UK, uh, you know, that is similar to like what we've seen in the of US? Course, like, of what, like, like, what are the moments that stick out in your mind where you're like, oh yeah, I seen that guy freaking, I don't know, uh, jump off a cliff naked on TV and we thought he was dead and survived. Like what, what have you seen him do that like stands out in your mind, you know, on, on those television screens? I think it was mainly like his moments with like, you know, dating and just like playing around with girls and then being like with the camera kind of being like, ha ha. And then these like gorgeous girls, just like not really knowing what they've got themselves into. I think that's what really did stuff stick into my mind. But originally, like years and years ago, Bear did shipwrecked as well. Uh-huh. And it's one of its original seasons. Um, and I remember, I think he was a bit of a nightmare on that. I can't, nothing really sticks out to my mind, top of my head. But yeah, I remember he was a larger than life character. <laughs> so, so is he like dating like movie stars? Uh, he, yeah, I mean, he was dating, he had a like a high profile relationship with, um, uh, a girl from a big, reality show which i think that kyle was on um and i, I remember seeing that um but yeah but I, I didn't i didn't know how that ended 
So when you uh, come over to the challenge and you see our version of Bear, Johnny Bear Nanas, um, I know you had probably seen a clip or two or three or 5,000 of him if you did some research on the show, considering he's played so often. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we got a bunch of people who, who wrote in, including Adam B., who says, can you explain the friendship you've built with Johnny Bananas and why is it so damn adorable? So we saw that you guys are sharing a room, it seems like. He's helping you with your toe injury. You guys have developed a rapport over the course of the last season. Um, but talk about, I mean, you got a glimpse at him the first season you played, albeit just for a short while here, and now you guys look like old pals. So walk us through that yeah. and what you guys have in common and enjoy about each other. And 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 he personally had told me uh, that you were an awesome human being. I, I forget Aww. the words that he used, so uh, he sa- he's also said some very nice things uh, behind closed doors about you. Oh, honestly, I absolutely adore Johnny. So, you know, saw him for War of the Worlds too. <clears throat> we didn't actually spend that much time together, but I was just like, he was this larger than life character. And I just remember him always like playing jokes and making pranks. I thought that was quite funny. Then coming into Total Madness, you know, Johnny and Carl would always be like doing pranks and like, he was just so lighthearted. And just sometimes, you know, when you have, you know, you get like two troublemakers at school and they always like catch each other's eye and they kind of like egg each other on, like prank each other. You know, that's kind of how the relationship started because like, you know, there'd be funny situations in the house. And I'd look at Johnny and be like, Johnny, and be like, do you think they got that? And we'd be like, no, they didn't. And, you know, egg the joke on even further. But then like, he just really took on a role like an older brother. Like, you know, he was like, T, this is what you've got to do in the game. This is how we can, you know, strategize this and this. And a lot of that you actually don't see on camera. Um, it was just, you know, just really nice to feel as if I had somebody who really genuinely had my back and understood me as a person. And, you know, I just, it felt very accepted in the challenge experience. And, you know, it had a wonderful um, positive effect on my experience. Was there any worry that he might, and or do you even care, that he might be looking to absorb another number in the game politically in that I'm sure he likes you and, and wants to hang out with you and whatnot, but that, Hey, this is a relative free agent. She's new to the show. She doesn't have a ton of friends or allies. I'm going to cozy up with her and make sure she's my ally before somebody else gets to her. I mean, you know, that thought did cross my mind, but you have that thought with every person that you come in, uh, into contact with uh, in the house. But I just thought, well, great, he's a number for me too. But the thing was with Johnny is that he was very protective over me. Like, um, you know, a lot of the times with uh, when it came to picking names for the house vote for elimination, you know, I, he, I see him politicking to protect me as well, I, actively. So, yeah, so I knew that it was a very genuine friendship. Yeah. Well, speaking of pranks, I want to know how much Johnny had to do with the prank, uh, the, the prank heard around, uh, the challenge house this past week, uh, where you almost lost your big toe. I want to know how much he had to do with it and everybody else that was in that room who was trying to egg you on to, uh, I don't know. I think they were trying to stir your pot a little bit, uh, cause they saw you were a little tipsy and extremely, you know, extremely inebriated. Yes. Yeah. And, and we, and we all do that. We all do that. You know, we all like it's, it, it, when you get into the challenge house, it's, you know, I say this all the time. It's like, it's like having a bunch of bad kids together and, yes. you know, and you see how far you can kind of push each other. And especially on a night where you you really don't have anything to worry about. You know, I'm interested in what happened that night, what was going on before um 
how 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 you were a little bit more tipsy than everybody else in that room and <laughs> what happened with your big toe. I want to know about the whole thing. Detailed. Okay, so um obviously it was boys elimination. Um and um I mentioned a name. I said I said uh, one of the male's name and I really regretted that decision. And I felt really um upset because I just felt like because you know there's there's come to a certain time in the game where like you really you can you can't be friends with everybody you really start have to be in like cutthroat with your decision makings and you know and show your loyalties or people's alliances start to really show at this stage in the game and um I, I said a name I, I felt really bad about it and it didn't really help because everybody in the house was like oh wow big t i can't name? believe you did that give us the name give us the name i can't remember don't make me look through my notes okay i i, I nominated bestie and i really i really okay. felt guilty about it i felt okay. extremely guilty about it okay. and everybody in the house was like i don't think they realized like how much to heart that i really regretted and took that because he's my bunk he's in my um he's in the same room as me in the bunker, you know, I just felt as if I had really betrayed him. And, um, so everyone was like, Oh, big T can't believe you did that. Wow. That's really mean. And I was just, you know, I kind of egging me on and said, that's where I first started getting upset. Um, which is why I was drinking a lot because I just felt so guilty and I just felt really down about that. Um, there were like people like winding me up the whole way through. Um, there was a little incident at the bar where I thought somebody was talking badly about me, um, but they weren't. And then when we got back into the room where you see it's filmed in the bunker, somebody told me that that person was uh, coming for me and I should go down, you know, and they were like, you know, talking negatively about me. Um, and so, you know, I got very defensive and I was just like, how dare they not let them say that about me? And that's the moment when you see me jumping off the bed. Uh, on my way to the fight. Okay. okay. And then, but then, but that, that was a prank. That person actually wasn't planning on attacking me. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so, so who was pulling your leg? Who, who were the troublemakers in this situation? I really got to say my Nibra state, it was, it's difficult because it, as you can see, like the, the whole room, everybody had that, putting their two cents in. If yeah. That makes sense. Oh everybody yeah. Everybody was driving. Oh everybody. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like when, you know, when we got, when we got, we're coming into the bunker, I, you know, I, what, I don't have many memories, but I do remember saying to, you know, to Jenny and I think to, you know, maybe a few of my other friends and I said, please, I'm extremely drunk. I just want to go to bed because I'm very sensitive and, I haven't been this drunk in a while. And last time I got this drunk, you know, shit hit the fan. So let's avoid that kind of situation. And instead of like being like to get to bed to peace, you know, everybody was just like, thought it'd be funny just to see. That's yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the old saying, right? It's all fun and games till somebody gets hurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to ask. This actually came also from Meals. Uh, Meals says, what did Nelson promise? We, we saw this past week. Nelson gets kind of outed for having made backdoor deals with all you guys sort of saying, I'll never throw you in. Well, by process of elimination, <laughs> if you're saying that to everybody, you're going to screw somebody. What exactly are these deals he's making with you guys? Um, what is he promising to do for you in the game? Uh, but the thing with Nelly, he was just like kind of promising everyone, like, 
I've got you. We're, we're working together. Um, I won't put you in if you don't put me in. Um, and, you know, obviously, each and every one of us was so happy and so, like, yes, I've got this alliance. And I, you know, I, you know, for instance, in my situation, I felt like, yay, somebody else wants to work with me. And then you hear one person be like, oh, I'm working with Nelson. I'm working with Nelson. I was like, I'm working with Nelson and I'm not working with you. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> So yeah. basically mm. now were there like, cause I'll be honest, like, you know, someone brings up the game to me. I'm probably not going to, not like I've played, but so I'm not going to just tell them, Oh, just to let you know, I've, I'm already kind of working with big T and, and Kyle and Kayla. So I'm going to need to vote you in. Like I kind of get hedging <laughs> your bets a little bit and then maybe having stronger alliances with certain people. I think everybody just kind of enjoyed, you know, throwing him under the bus and getting up on him. Now that he's back <laughs> in the game though, um, you know, and you see how good the guy is out there on the elimination floor. Um, is he someone who you think when, when that move happened, I mean, is that a bridge too far is at once you do that and you've kind of showed your cards, is he someone that you as a player would look to never work with again? Or do you kind of look at this as like a clean slate and now like, Oh wow, nobody else probably wants Nelson as an ally. Maybe I can get him as an ally. He's already got a red skull. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's a great opportunity to have, like, become allies with him at that stage because, you know, other people wouldn't be trusting with him. But I think what people should remember is, like, okay, he might have, like, made a lot of promises to some people, but there are a few people he was, he, who he kept those promises to. And he did stay loyal to them. And so I don't think that should be forgotten in the mix of all of this. I think that, you know, everyone is sort of, making little promises to everybody right i think that 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 is just the those the, the ravens i think are, are just a flutter you know what i mean mm. and it's like and then but like you said you know when push comes to shove you have to essentially pick a side you know and even though you know nelson has promised you and you know seven other people uh <laughs> his his loyalty you know uh you decided to stay with him and vote Fessy, and, right? Instead of, you know, because you even said, I, I believe you were one of uh, another. You, I believe that you were one of the voices that said, "All right, yeah, he made the same promise to me." <laughs> yes, and, yes. And I'm gonna roll with him. I'm gonna roll with you, all right? Because you made me that promise, and Fessy didn't, even though he's my bunkmate, and I just bled all over his bed. Um, or all over his head. I don't even know. It seemed he was really close to that blood. Um, he was poor thing. And, you know, and, and so you decided to to bet on Nelson instead. And and in the end, I just think that you know all the heat that Nelson was bringing to himself because of like the the blowups and and the uh you know you know the just just the, the shaky gameplay that he was he was having politically. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was easier for people to jump on that train and be like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> you know, like, absolutely. He made it easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly, I just, that's what just really shocked me. Just like, it was all happy days until that week, really. I mean, like when I say happy days, I mean, it was just like that week is just everything just became so intense because I left people to choose for elimination. It got elimination before it becomes everything starts to become personal everyone's totally mad at this stage um we've been in this situation living underground for such a long amount of time we're like we can start to see the finish line you know and that's when the cracks really start to show 
Absolutely. And, and, and you know something else, just from my experience, it's, it's really when someone comes up to me and goes, uh, I promise I'll never say your name. In the back of my head, I'm always like, mm-hmm, I wonder how long that's going to last. <laughs> you know, like that's <laughs> the first fucking thing that comes to my head. It's like you've just literally pledged your allegiance to me. And, you know, if, in some cases, like you barely know the guy. Like you probably this is your first time meeting Nelson. So you're like, you know. And Fessy, right? So you're like, all right, well, right. which one have I, you know, which one am I, you know, really rolling with here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. tricky. It is really tricky at that It's stage. hard. You haven't known each other for that long and just like really how much can you really trust people? And and, and, and to be honest with you, and, and to, to kind of, uh, you know, go back to the night where you started drinking because you're so upset that you, you, uh, you that you, uh, you know, voted Fessian. Like, mm. I, I completely understand. Like, I've been there, and I think that the hardest game, the hardest game to me isn't going head up one-on-one with one of the best dudes in the game or, mm. you know, or beating the shit out of each other, you know, in, in a ring for, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes, whatever. Uh, like, that's not the hardest part in the game for me. The hardest part in the game for me is literally telling somebody, I'm picking you, I'm, I'm choosing against you to 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 leave this game i'm choosing for this is my vote for you to leave this game i have now made this and that's the hardest moments for me are like when i've i've bonded with somebody and i've lived in the same room with them and i've had personal conversations with them and and to have to say i gotta put you in is the hardest thing in the game for me to do yeah, my, me too. It's heartbreaking. You know, you, you, you feel as if, gosh, I'm, I've got the power to, you know, end this person's amazing experience in my hands. You know, I'm stopping this person from achieving their goals, essentially, or putting their whole experience at risk. And it's not a nice place to be in. But like, as I say, like, you know, with experience, maybe you become a bit more desensitized <laughs> to these things, become a bit more heartless. Um, which is why I was saying, in you know my big toe incident that's why i was saying i'm well i clearly i'm a savage now because i have been heartless i've been playing i decided to make a move where i play the game with my head and not my heart Um, ah yes which is where that also came from and also it came from you know from being goaded the people being like oh big t you know we want to see you fight you come across as way too nice i just was that really frustrated me because I, you know, it was just like, just because I'm, you know, polite to treat people with respect doesn't mean that I'm weak. It doesn't mean that I don't have a fight in me. I'm a human being. I get angry. I get sad. I get this and this. And I'm on round TV. So obviously I'm a bit crazy. <laughs> you know, they don't cast you for being completely like, you know, level minded and everything that you decide to do. You're a small business, you work hard, but you don't have a huge marketing budget and you're always looking for new ways to find customers. Have you ever thought about audio? You're listening to an ad right now, aren't you? Introducing AudioGo, a new online platform that lets you run ads on the top podcast and digital radio stations. Don't have a radio ad? We'll make one for you. Sign up for free today at audiogo.com. AudioGo, audio advertising made simple. 
This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Becca used to be a mid-level programmer until she earned a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University. Now she's setting sophisticated honeypots to lure and catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. On your rookie season, uh, the rookie class in general, yourself, Esther, uh, Sean, Idris, you didn't really, you know, get too many opportunities to really sink your teeth into the game, show what you had. I mean, just the, the team format in general doesn't really lend itself um, to being able to stand out as an individual. And then, of course, the way that the numbers really run the game, um, you know, it wasn't the best way to make your mark. This year, though, however, we have seven rookies, um, and some of which have gone down early, like Asaf and Jen. But, I mean, Jay goes out there and wins two eliminations on his way out mm-hmm. and then you have these four big brother cast members in Fessy, Swaggy, Bailey and Casey who are really in a good spot in the game. They've won a ton of daily challenges. They've been in a couple tribunals. Fessy just took out Jordan, the three-time champion. Um how has this just loaded rookie class allowed you to sort of by proxy just by having being like a sophomore player here, um, how has it helped your game to have people who are a bigger target because they're newer than you technically, but also they're playing such great games that I think you've managed to kind of settle in here and not get targeted the way you might have been targeted if, say, there weren't seven rookies that were dominating as well as these guys are. Yeah, I mean, it definitely did help me like get under the radar a, li- a, a little bit. But you know, as you saw from week to week, my name was always still brought up in the houseboat, or or by tribunal. Like somehow my like, name did creep in there. However, for my social game, I did feel at an advantage because there were some bats, there were some people there from last season, and having studied the game, I, I just felt more confident in my approaches in making bonds uh, with people, whereas. You know, with the rookies, I think they were still finding their footing and being like, who can I trust? Who can I not trust? Do you think that the wrinkle here is the idea of needing to win to get your skull? It starts to take a little bit of the politics out of it where in a normal season, it's, oh, throw in the rookies, throw in the rookies. Now that people Mm. need their skulls, it's, oh, who do I want to go against? And no offense to you. I wonder if some of the ladies out there might think I'd rather go against Big T than say Casey or Bailey um, or, you know, and, and on the guy side, same thing. I'd rather go against someone I know, even if it's a Nelson or something rather than a Fessy. Um, and I wonder, mm-hmm. do you think that that's something here that this wrinkle in the game has obviously you haven't gone in yet, but that that has put your name on the chopping block a little bit because people want to go against you for whatever reason or another. Yeah, 100%. But I do think that, like, you know, what people do make the mistake of in, in this game is people do kind of, like, size you up. They're like, you know, she's lighter or she's shorter. Um, so, therefore, I have more of an advantage. And I think Jay is the best representation of that. You know, he wasn't the tallest or the heaviest guys in the house. And so that's why the boys, you know, some people even saw him as easy target, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up being the elimination killer. And so, like, I think what he's done for the game and represented for, like, you know, um, for guys who aren't that, like, fessy sort of, like, figure is incredible. 
Is there a lot of uh, hooking up on Shipwrecked? There was any tiny bit of hanky-panky on Shipwreck. So the, cha- <laughs> so the challenge by comparison is like a lot compared to that. Oh, gosh, the challenge is a lot compared to that. It's like, holy moly. So what's that, what's that like for you? We haven't, I don't believe we've seen any hanks or any panks from you so far in the game. Um, what's it like? I mean, you know, being in there, all of this going on around you. I mean, you don't know these people personally, but just kind of hearing, oh, that person just cheated on her boyfriend of four years or cheering. Oh, she just got out of a web call where her boyfriend and future fiance is telling her to come home immediately. All this stuff going on around you while people are having fun, making out, making friends and whatnot. You guys go to the bars all the time, get a little bit toasty. Um, you know, it, <laughs> how do you decide to, to handle that? Do you worry about who's watching at home? Um, talk about that being on your first show, where, as you said, there's a lot of hanky panky. I mean, I would just say that, like, you know, it was I, it's not my place to judge anybody's relationship, you know, if they decide to, you know, digress from their relationship on show. But for me, I do find that slightly heartbreaking because I always think like, you know, if I had, you know, a partner at home, I, I wouldn't want them to see me doing that on TV. Because I, I think it, it is a little bit humiliating for a partner, um, but, you know, each to their own. But when it comes down to hanky panky, you know, I have you no know, holds barred, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a little snooch. Um, <laughs> I just haven't found somebody on the show who I have that connection with. But however, when people actually like, you know, really get down to it and being in the same room as people doing that, I found so shocking. Oh, so you were in the same room as people doing that. Just walk us through. Just yes. let us know. You don't have to tell us. Who, who are your roommates? Uh, well, Dean Rogan. Okay. So we can bum, do bum, the bum. math there. Yeah. Okay. Um, then Bessie, Melissa, Kyle, Johnny, Jenny, Swaggy, and uh, Jay Zilla. Uh, okay, so there's a couple things oh. that could I, I could do a little bit of math there. Um, you could probably put together quite a few hanky panky sessions out of that group. Um, so I did you have earplugs at least? Oh, bloody wish I did. But um, <laughs> who did you have? <laughs> Next your, time, even though I don't know if you acted on it at all or just something we haven't seen yet. But if you can tell us or you don't mind, did did you fancy anybody? Did anybody, when you saw him walking through that door, you thought, okay, uh, maybe this is someone to go for? Um, tell us, you know, I don't know, uh, you mentioned that you'd be open to it, but you just don't want, obviously, um, uh, it to look bad and obviously being in a room with other people. But just, well, you know, give us a scouting report. Who impressed you uh, on the eyes? Okay, so I can do. Definitely Casey was so hot. I was just like, this girl is so cool and she's so hot. And the rest of the female cast are, um, you know, liking her. I think I was anybody who, any person who <laughs> appreciated Wes's beard. <laughs> I thought the beard suited him. I thought he looked better this season with it. Um, apart from that, I mean, like, the thing is, it's like there are not many single people uh, this season. Um, I thought, you know, Jay, Jay is very, such a gentleman, actually. Um, then obviously him and Dee uh, did a bit of tongue tennis, so I just you know, left them to it. Um, but yeah, but I think in general, it's a very good looking cast, but I would say that 
obviously couldn't go there, but I thought Casey was beautiful. She seemed to be, I think, it seems like, I mean, just having talked to, uh, uh, Anissa and having talked to, um, or having seen Nani, I mean, it seemed like Casey was a hot commodity, uh, as CT would put it, the hot commodity of this challenge. Um, and of course she has the, the girlfriend at home. So, uh, you know, it looks like kind of a tough road for her. Uh, she's got to be dodging you guys left and right. Just, you know, you think that the daily challenges are hard. She's just trying to get breakfast and everybody's just, you know, trying to make it happen with her. Absolutely. You know, she's actually quite, she's quite dazzling, I have to say. Well, we'll have to tune in to see not only how she does on the challenge, but how she does with the challenge of thwarting all of the attempts from literally all uh, all the people on the show, it seems like, are enamored with her. Um, But let's talk about, you know, so what we've seen so far. Uh, just as viewers has been a little bit gut wrenching from a physical perspective. Um, not so much on the female end. Um, you know, we did get to see some great eliminations between, uh, Dee and Ashley and between Tori and, and Jen, uh, and Jenna, but like for, for us as viewers, we saw Jay obviously go down with a terrible injury with Rogan. We saw Jordan mm-hmm. just go down with a terrible injury against Fessy. Um, so when you're watching this, you're there. What's it like being there for this? I don't know how physical it gets on shipwrecked, but I know you didn't see much of this on your first season of the challenge. And the first few eliminations here with Jay <clears throat> were a little bit more, uh, hands offish. Um, what's it like seeing that level of violence right in front of you? I, I literally thought I was at, you know, in ancient Rome at the Colosseum watching these gladiators just fight to their, to the death, basically. It just felt, because, you know, also like purgatory was on the stand. So we were like in this like very raised up platform, you know. Um, I felt it was, it was just so intense. It was just, it was, Oh, gosh, I'm breathless, you know, I'm even like lost for words trying to describe it. And it's just that sheer determination because there is that prize money at the end. And, you know, you, you know, you see people just putting their body through its paces, pushing their body. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's incredible. It really is. And it was, it shocked me. I've never actually been in a stadium or an arena, like experiencing people acting in that way or having to fight. Uh, and I, I absolutely love it. I love it. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. What's it like going through this? I mean, you watch yourself on Shipwrecked and you're out there in the UK. You have the benefit of getting to see it on television as it's airing and, of course, following along on social media. Now the challenge is one of the biggest shows on television here in the States, particularly now because so so little else is on during this pandemic we're going through. Everybody's mm-hmm. talking about it. I'm sure you're getting tweeted left and right, hit up on Instagram left and right, but you're not necessarily going through it on television out there week to week. Um, compare the two experiences and also compare the two fan bases, the UK fans, whether they be shipwreck fans or even UK challenge fans and American fans. What's it like now being a star out here in the US, even if physically mm. you are not here with us? 
Oh gosh, I have to say I love the American audience. I find the, the American audience uh, actually much more involved. I think that's because of the show that the challenge is. Because I think a lot of viewers have emotionally invested their times watching the show from season to season, watching these, you know, the developments of the stories and you know these from where it was from the first start to where the, the show is now. And I, you know, I have people who are so emotionally invested, so passionate, who cheer me on, people who, like, I feel even when I was in, um, you know, this season, if I didn't do so well, I felt bad for myself, but also felt bad for the fans because I was like, I have people who are supporting me and I, I don't want to let them down. So you actually feel like such a huge connection and responsibility because what happens so with the UK, you know, I'm very, very, um, grateful to the people who you know followed me or and have supported my journey viewers from shipwrecked but what seems and i'm very lucky that i still have people from ship, the viewers from shipwrecked supporting me because normally what happens in the uk is the show that's on they have a back fan basis and then the next show's on and so you're completely forgotten just like that and also because we do have a thing where like season to season on uk shows they do interchange cast a lot and so I think that's another reason why the challenge fan base is like, I, you know, I say this to people, I feel like I have three families. I have my family who are the cast, some of the crew members who are just there and take care of us. I feel like that's the second family. And then the third family is the challenge fans and viewers, because, you know, they're the ones who are messaging you all of the time. And sometimes you end up speaking to those people more than you speak to cast members outside of the house and situation. But yeah, it's been it's such an incredible journey. I, you know, haven't been trolled too much by the American uh, fan basis, and so I don't know. I just feel a huge connection, and I'm just just extremely grateful. But that that's good. I don't think you will get trolled until you start getting real cocky. Then 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 they start coming out and they start picking picking at that. Um, so. Yeah. So I think I think you've been pretty modest so far. People have really enjoyed you. Um, my question is, is I got a couple more, but um, I want to go back to the toe, the toe almost falling off. Um, yes, yes, ba- yes. Based based on uh, based on my experiences, I have actually, believe it or not, experienced on the island actually uh, a girl that cut her toe on a <coughs> uh, on on a, a wine bottle. I think somebody broke a wine bottle behind the house. She went to go pee for for all of our uh, challenge gurus. It's Ashley, one of Ashley from uh, Dunbar season, I think. Um, she's uh, she's she's running behind the house to go pee, and uh, someone had just broken uh, a wine bottle back there. Didn't tell anybody. She cuts her foot. She comes out spewing blood, kind of like you just did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So what did you cut your foot on? I don't think that that was that was thoroughly explained. How many stitches did you get? Um, are you going to be able to perform? Um, because again, when Ashley had cut her foot, it was almost like the sharks, literally, just like Corey said previously, the sharks start smelling that blood and they're like, Ooh, I smell a weakness in the game. I'm coming after that foot and I'm going to eat it. And until it's gone and she can't compete anymore. So, you know, how bad is this thing? What, what, did, what did you cut it on? Give us, give us some details on the rest of that night. How was the hospital? Uh, the hospital was pretty hilarious at some stages just because I was in a wheelchair and I was, I, I, I was really worried that I was going to be sent home or something bad. So I kept, security kept having to get me because I kept wheeling away. I kept trying to run away back to, 
to the bunker. <laughs> uh, so that something that kept happening. Um, I had three stitches. Um, the way that I got cut was, you know, I jumped down the ladder. Because uh, I don't even you know. I think you saw me jumping from the top bunk to the ground, basically. Yep. And we had very the drawers under our bunk beds were made out of metal, and they had very sharp edges. Yep. And I think with that full force, it just cut me just in between that big toe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it cut me on that big toe. Um, yeah, and then you know, you know, obviously I don't want it to be a spoiler. I don't think I can really say what happens uh, next just yet. Um, but it was, I had certain people who definitely didn't look after me and look out for me. And I really appreciate that. Like, you know, obviously see Johnny, like who was always addressing and tending to my wound, but then there were some other people who weren't as, as loving, I would say. But yeah. So, so let's just, let's get a timeline here. Uh, it's, it's guys elimination the next day, right? Mm -hmm. You're not up for elimination. You cut your toe. Um, you're going to watch the double elimination, then possibly you get the weekend off. Maybe is it possible that you have Saturday and Sunday off to rest? If you're lucky, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you're, you're going to have about two days off. Um, this is only cause I, I can, I've done this before and I know I kind of feel like I know the schedule here, but if you're Mm -hmm. lucky, you get about four days off to rest this thing, put it on ice, let the stitches heal. And if you're lucky, Come like Monday, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully they're like, yes, if it's not a water challenge, uh, you can get it wet. I don't know if that's going to be the case because of infection and, exactly. you, face, and you face the, and if you got to run, uh, or something like that, TJ might just come on and say, listen, you can't run. You're going to bust your stitches. Uh, it's a water challenge. You, you may not be able to do this. It might get infected. Um, you're out of the game. Or you, or you might get lucky and TJ says, ah, one person's got to sit out from, you know, the girl's side or whatever. And you get to sit out and you buy a couple more days. But with the women's elimination coming up, like they might just be like, well, let's put her in and get her out because she's already wounded. Yeah, you know, exactly. That that was my mentality as well. My thought process, I was just thinking like, you know, at this stage, I need to hide this big toe from these girls in the bunker and I actually got nightmares you know just thinking about somebody attacking my big toe but um yeah I think I think that's what I can say about that one so okay all right fine 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 I'll leave it at but, that but, okay but, I'll leave but, it yeah, at- in, in, re- in relation to that but I can answer other big toe questions yes yeah all right I'll I'll leave it at that um okay uh I got a couple more so I want to go back to the emotions of these uh these these eliminations uh particularly the one that you saw the other night where the guys are going at it. Um, what, like, what are the emotions that you're feeling right now? You, you're seeing like Fessy, you know, big boy Fessy going, you know, going against, you know, Jordan, who's like an all time great, um, you know, with the, with the, with the one hand on the stick. And then you've got Nelson and Bear going at it, you know, two other like sort of big boys, you know, Nelson's definitely a big boy. Bear has had his fair share. Like, what are the emotions from up top? What's everyone saying? What's everyone predicting? Um, what are you guys thinking up there? It was interesting because, like, you know, some people were thinking, like, you know, this is going to be, uh, you know, because of the situation, it might be easier for Fessy because he's so much taller and has more muscle weight than Jordan. It might be easier for him. But then you have other people who, like, actually, Jordan's won um, this challenge before. Uh, I don't know what you call it with the stick. Yep. Yep. It was a yeah. ring wrestle. Yep. Yeah, We've seen wrestle. him do that. 
Mm-hmm. What? We've seen people, we've seen him do that. So it was such a mixed emotion. So for me, that was so exciting because I was just like, I don't know which way that this is going to turn out. And it was very exciting for me uh, to watch that one. Then, of course, you have Bear and Nelson. Bear has actually been spending a lot of time doing, um, training in this fighting skill. So I think he's, I don't know if you saw it on camera, but he kind of tried to do like some flip uh, wrestling move. So it was very skilled, like tactical fighting. And so, with Bear and Nelson, I think people thought that Bear was going to win that one. And so that was interesting. But for me, in my mindset, I, I just thought it could go 50-50. And so I really like it because I know sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not your day. Sometimes, you know, there might be what can be perceived as unfair advantages. But like in this situation, I thought people were equally matched, whether it's like more skills, more experience or weight or this and this. It was felt quite equally matched. And I thought that was so exciting. Nice. Um, we have a question from Gloria. Who would you want as a partner on a future season? Sean, of course. Oh, nice. Sean that was quick. Yeah. That was quick. All right. Well, um, are you doing your best? Because remember what I said earlier about, you know, you go home early, you don't get a chance to show your stuff. Have you been talking up Sean every chance you get? Because I worry he might get lost in the shuffle because he got such little time on his first season. Have you been politicking to get him back on the show with you? A hundred percent with cast members, with everybody, with interviews, always mention Sean because he is so strong. He's staying game ready and like he's watching these seasons back to back. He's watching them with me this season as well. And um, he's, he has all the inside info from me. Well, someone he's needs to take one for the team and start uh, getting into a little bit of an Internet uh, war of the words with him on Twitter or something, because as you know, I'm sure that's part of it. If they see, oh man, we got to get Sean in there because him and Fessy don't like each other or whatever, that's probably going to do better than talking him up. You might want to start talking him down uh, on social media. Um, that <laughs> well, might be. Saw uh, the fight with Sean. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, no, not you. Oh, yeah. I'm not, doesn't need to oh, be you. Me. I'm saying maybe let it, let, let one of your friends out there take one for the team and, uh, and maybe he starts talking about them. They start talking about him because, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's this, a format of the season that they have had called Rivals. Yes. Uh, which they've also called Vendettas and Final Reckoning and this and that where they put you with someone that you don't like. So to have someone in mind that Sean doesn't like or who doesn't like Sean might be good to have on tap. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I know exactly who Sean's going to mention. And, yeah, I'll work on that one. Um, Thanks, Scott. Thanks for trying to start a feud there. Um, I'm going to go the other way. Um, Let's play some like word assimilation uh, with 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 some of these people. I want to stay on the people on the cast, even some of the people that we haven't talked about. And and just let us know the first person that comes to mind. Okay. Um, I I, saw you drinking the other day. I want to know who your favorite person to drink with is. Uh, Jenny. Jennifer West. All right. Um, who's your favorite to like just talk to, have a conversation with, sit on the couch, you know, BS Melissa. a little bit? Melissa. Okay. Um, who's the most entertaining? Bear or Johnny oh. Bananas. Okay. And then who's like the most like in- most intriguing? Like someone who you're like, oh man, that person is deeper than, uh, came out of nowhere deeper than I thought. I uh, wasn't expecting that. Bailey. Bailey. Very nice. Yeah. And, 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 and I, correct me if I'm wrong. Swaggy and Bailey are in separate rooms. Yes, they are. They are. Very smart. By the way, for the record, very smart. Um, 
Okay. And then, uh, I, I want to throw some names at you and I want you to kind of just give us like a, a brief description on, 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 you know, first thoughts, first thing comes to mind. These are some of the people that we really haven't had like episodes surrounding. So I kind of want to give our viewers like our little, uh, like a mid season, you know, because we're going to see like you guys are all going to have your your episodes. And I just kind of want to give them a teaser on, you know, who these people are behind the scenes. Um, we haven't seen much of Kyle this season. What's your you know, and I'm thinking that Kyle should bring back the pirate look. I think I, the, the pretty boy look like it's just not doing it for me. I kind of want the long hair, the pirate, the tats back. Okay. What's he like in there? Is he still is he the pretty boy? Is he is there a pirate still in him? He's still a pirate. He's hilarious. I say he's like my other like brother and best friend in the experience. He's hilarious. Kyle's one of the funniest people that you meet, and he's got such a good, genuine heart and very welcoming. Everybody loves Kyle. Okay, this next person has made a drastic change in both his uh his his challenge portrayal and his demeanor on the show. Um uh he's you know, he's got the two kids at home and and we think that he's he's sort of like a seems like he's kind of changed a little bit. Uh how about Corey? Oh, Corey, I, I see him as like such a dad. Like as you saw when I was like crying, he was like, you know, head up, shoulders back, big teams. Like, okay, dad. <laughs> like that's my impression of Corey. I think he's just very sweet. He's very sweet and humble. I was gonna say Casey, but I already, I think you've already told us. I that love him. Yeah, I, I, isn't her Twitter like stud muffin or something like that? Now I'm, now it's coming together. Or at least, <laughs> she got that right. <laughs> um. How about swag? How about Swaggy? What's Swaggy doing in there? Is he just always just numbers? Uh, Swaggy's, you know, he's a very good player. Like, obviously, he's like smashes um, challenges. Yeah. Um, and I, what I love most about Swaggy is how he treats his queen Bailey. Like, oh my gosh, he just literally adores that girl. It's beautiful to see. Uh huh. And you say she's she you she's your favorite to talk to. Um, yeah. What, yeah. What What about what What else about her? Bailey is just very spiritual. She's got a very kind, very kind, um, motherly side to her. So actually, she was one of the people who I forgot upset. And if people were upsetting me or made me feel uncomfortable, she's a person who I would go to. And she's extremely loyal. And she, I could trust her. I knew that whatever I said to her wouldn't go anywhere else. So she's somebody who really affected me mentally in the game. She kept me sane. All right. She could. Nice, nice. And, and, and next episode, we do see Team Swaggy, uh, versus Team Josh. And some of the last person uh, I was going to ask you about was Josh. And what side of this argument are you going to be on next week? Are you going to be on Swaggy's side? Are you going to be on Josh's side? Is this, is this argument warranted? Um, I don't remember the, ex- the, the ex- argument exactly, but I have to say that I'm on Swaggy's side just because, you know, that they are my friends, they're people who talk to me, not just on social media, like, you know, we meet up and yeah, I'm team Swaggy. What's a little tidbit you could give us about Josh? I didn't actually have a bonding conversation with Josh. I think he's a perfectly nice person, but like we just never sat down to really have that one-on-one to get to know each other. All right. Well. Scott, that's that's pretty much, I think, all I got. Oh, what last thing? Last thing. So you're we're in episode what eight here. Um, what are some of these? What are some some of the the moments that you you remember fondly uh, this season that you're like, oh, that was awesome, 
or, you know, that sucked for this person. Like, are there any, you know, moments that stick out for you where you're like, oh, I'm going to remember that forever. That was fucking crazy. Oh, gosh. Swinging off the trucks. Um, for instance, for that challenge, I was just like, that was insane. That was incredible. Um, even like entering the bunker being like, I actually, I'm, I have to stay here. Like what? Like just the first time we saw the bunker, I thought that was absolutely mental. Um, just also just like waking up in that room with all of my friends in the bunk beds and just like watching all of us like going crazy, just having such a laugh and being entertaining and just like hanging out with Johnny and Bananas, uh, sorry, Johnny and Bananas, Bananas and Kyle. Um, they really just, we just had so many laughs and, you know, I, I'm missing like the three musketeers. <laughs> awesome. Well, best of luck to you. Um, the rest of the season, uh, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope that on, on, on month, on Wednesday, yeah. TJ just isn't like, I'm sorry, t- big T, you cannot compete anymore. So we will be watching. Oh gosh, yes. Please like, pray to the challenge gods for me, even though, yeah. <laughs> they are, the sharks are out, dude. The sharks are out. And I don't know, I, I, three stitches, I think you can, look, if, if, if the doctor is telling you that those stitches can heal and I've seen it been done, but it's, I've seen it on an elbow. I've seen a stitch in the eyeball, like in the, like we've seen stitches, you know, people stay in the game with stitches, but we've also seen them get let go. So sharks are in the water and it's all in TJ Lavin's hands, Scott. That's all I got. Thank you so much, Big T. Tula. Yes. Thank you, Tula. Already a fan favorite out here in the States. And that's uh, some people have been on for 20 seasons. They're not a fan favorite yet. So you're winning already. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I can't believe I've done a challenge mania and like podcast is amazing. Thank you. I've had so much fun, you guys. And you know, I'm going to be listening out to hear your other podcasts, uh, cast members from this season. I always like to listen, especially Melissa's one another time, which is talking about her baby. That was lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Real quick about that. Like when you found out that she was pregnant all season, did you just do what I did when I, well, I, I wasn't even there, but like, do you, like I watch the show now and every time I see her, like breaking up a fight, hanging out of a car during a challenge. I'm like, there's a baby in there. Did you just immediately start going back in your head and think of all the crazy stuff that she did while carrying a child without knowing it? I did, but I just, the first thought that came into my head was like, this is going to be a challenge baby for sure. Cause this baby is healthy and you know, and she's already done this before she's born. Like, gosh, she's going to be wow. a great future cast member. <laughs> she's going to be like, uh, one of those people, the, the guys that jump out, the, not the bungee jumpers, not the, the adrenaline jumpers. What are they called? The base jumpers. I'll yes. Off- <laughs> yes. It, it, I'm calling it here. Melissa's baby's going to be a base jumper. And it's, and it's a girl. Yes, it's going to be a female base jumper. Um, last thing I'm going to say about that. Did you see, did you guys see her Instagram post where she, uh, she made it look like she was holding a baby and then when she turned around, it was her dog? Yeah, she's, she's really <laughs> enjoying her TikTok. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. I totally thought it was, I thought I was like, oh, look, the baby's here. Bam, gotcha. Nice. <laughs> She's funny. She's a funny one. Thank you so, so much for having me. Yep. Nope. Thank you, Scott. That's all I got. Thank you so much. Okay, my lovelies. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Take you care. Too. You too. For me. Have a day. Goodbye. Yep. Yeah. Take care.
ready to watch more of what you love with Xfinity X1, like live sports and more with the Xfinity Sports Zone. Looking for more streaming apps? They're all in one place. Xfinity X1 is the ultimate entertainment experience. Click, call, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. All right, there she is. Big Toe, there she is in the house on Challenge Mania for the first time. What'd you think? That was that was fun. You know, I always like hearing, you know, the backstory. And, uh, you know, this is her second season. She's halfway through. Um, you know, you wonder if if this is it, This if this is the end. You know, like, I I think TJ just may, you know, they, they may put her in. You know what? Is it a girls' week? It is a girls' week. So she may, they may just put her in. If she's lucky, if she's lucky, the, the competition or the daily challenge will be something that, you know, that she's able to do with one foot. Um, where she's not going to get hurt. She's not going to get sick because of it or she's going to sit out. Um, and if she's really, if she's extra lucky, they won't vote her into the girls' elimination. They'll have sympathy for her. Let's keep her around, you know? Um, so that's like, she's got a lot going against her right now, man. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, you know, use the word infectious when you talk about some people's personalities. You know, she's just such a breath of fresh air and she's so nice and likable. Uh, you almost think, is she too nice for the challenge? Uh, even this past week, we saw what she's like when she's belligerent, when she's scared, when she's got an injury on her hands. And even then she was very sweet and nice, even in her kind of outburst. Uh, and we've seen some other outbursts on the challenge, I think, um, that have uh, been in a different tone and manner. Uh, so I, I think she's great. I think she was great on the podcast. I love hearing how excited she was to come on the show. That's always cool and humbling to hear that. So shouts to Big T. Please, guys, we love to mobilize the maniacs. We like to have our guests feel welcome. We want them to know how much we appreciate their time and their enthusiasm on the podcast at the OG big underscore T and throw her a follow as well over there on Twitter. Um, and I'll get you her Instagram too. Um, on Instagram, she is Big T Faz, Big T F A Z. Hit her up over there as well and let her know that you heard her and loved her on Challenge Mania. Uh, D, we look like we got something going down between Swaggy and Josh coming up this week. The train does not stop rolling. Survivor might be done, but uh, Lord knows the challenge isn't. Uh, we're hitting the stretch run here. Got two more guy Red Skulls, but we got a female Red Skull that I think is going to be given out this week. And we're excited to talk about it with you guys over at Patreon.com slash Challenge Mania. We're excited to keep the guests rolling through here. I know we're talking to some pretty exciting names, some new names we haven't had on the podcast before. Anything we want to tease? What do we want to give these people before we let them go? Listen, as of right now, next week, unless anything changes, next week should be a, a, a we should have a big, big guest uh lined up for you and uh and hopefully in the madhouse uh hopefully the madhouse guest isn't uh isn't too shabby either so love it and guys remember challengemania.shop is always open just want to throw this out there and let you guys know please keep the orders coming in we got the ashley mitchell gear we've got the anisa gear we always have challenge mania podcast gear but just note 
Orders are taking a little longer these days, obviously, with the pandemic, everything like that. Threadless is a little backed up. Um, I know I just got some shipping notifications for orders I had placed for uh, patrons and Challenge Maniacs weeks ago uh, that I saw they just got placed. And, of course, the uh, Postal Service as well is operating at a little bit of a slower pace, but we can all understand that. Don't worry, guys. Your gear is in the mail, and it's coming. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know that, and we appreciate all the orders that have been coming in. It's a great way to support the podcast, to support the challengers themselves, um, and and I know Anissa in particular is just blown away by the response to her nope gear that has been taking the world by storm. So shouts to Anissa, our last guest on the podcast. Shouts, of course, again to Big T. Shouts to Leroy Garrett for giving us time in the Madhouse last week and being so candid, telling us some inside stories about him and Johnny and how he plays a part in him and Wes working together. That's right. You want to hear that? You got to go to patreon.com slash challenge mania. But uh, D, I will give you the last word as always. I just want to say thank you to everybody listening to this podcast. Podcast, pod squad or not really appreciate you guys for listening to the pod podcast participating in the conversation the facebook group facebook.com slash challenge mania podcast everything all the positivity going around i see you guys out there treating each other well uh sending all the kind words to cast members to uh your friends to everybody enjoying this season together uh i really have been uh really elated with the positive energy out there during total madness so shouts to all you guys that's all i got what about you d yeah yeah thank you patrons and 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 again if, if you're going through tough times uh, you know life life is shitty sometimes uh feel free to check out betterhelp.com and uh backslash mania to get that 10 percent off right yes betterhelp.com slash mania 10 percent off they're a great sponsor they're a great partner and you know they're a great resource in times like this when i know we're all going through some emotional ebbs and flows and a if you go to betterhelp.com slash mania, you get the 10% off. And uh, look, you can join over 800,000 people that are taking charge of their mental health. And, uh, you know, there is you know nothing to scoff at there. It is a really important time to check out BetterHelp, uh, a sponsor that we are happy to be working with. Uh, they have licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, you name it. Uh, check them out today, uh, even if you just want to do some reading up on what they can provide. So happy to have them back on the show. Happy to have big T, happy to have you, D, and happy to have all you guys listening wherever you guys are listening. Stay safe, everybody. Yep. Thanks, Scott. Bye, everybody. All right, guys, this ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. Get ready to watch more of what you love with Xfinity X1, like live sports and more with the Xfinity Sports Zone. Looking for more streaming apps? They're all in one place. Xfinity X1 is the ultimate entertainment experience. Click, call, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Tune out with Nevia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash nebia.